You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there. The hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the northern lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Palm Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert for Mushing Radio. You're listening to us on KVRF 89.7 in the Matsu Valley. RadioFreePalmer.org is our live streaming site. You can find all of our episodes over on firstpaw.media and you can find us on social media under that name as well. And today we have a guest calling in from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Her name is Brittany North and she is the vice president of the John Bear Grease Marathon. Brittany, how's it going today? That's going. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being on. I hope that uh, winter treated you well. And now we're heading into spring here in most of mushing country. It's good to have another mushing season behind us, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it was a really great mushing season here. We had a ton of snow, good temps, but I'm ready for spring. I am as well. We had seven or eight feet, a definite uh, big time snow year up here in Alaska. And first off, Brittany, I want to thank you for reaching out to us uh, during Iditarod and said, hey, I'm the vice president of the John Bear Grease, and I would love to be on your show because my co-host Tony and I uh, did a preview recap of the Bear Grease earlier in the year. It's one of my favorite races. I used to live up in, in Duluth many years ago. That's where I got my start into mushing. So this race holds a lot of history to me. But for folks that may not be as familiar with these mid-distance type races. Can you tell us a little bit about the race itself and maybe what your role is in the organization? Sure. So the John Bear Grease Sled Dog Marathon has been around for, we just had our 39th running this year. 2024 will be our 40th running of the race. And John Bear Grease was an Anishinaabe man who delivered mail from the Beaver Bay area all the way up to Grand Marais, Minnesota. And he didn't just deliver mail. He, he de delivered, you know, updates about weather and storms that are coming. And he also delivered just word of mouth what's going on elsewhere in Minnesota. So we really tried to uh, honor the Bear Grease name in the race itself and the organization itself. And the race, we have a, a series of races. So we have a junior race, it's 40 miles. We also have a 40 mile race. A lot of times people refer to it as a fun run. I can tell you, 
it's more than a fun run. I think it is a competitive 40 mile race because there's a lot of hills. We get people that aren't from Minnesota that come and run that part of the race and they just say, wow, how hard it was because of the hills. Uh, we also have a 120 mile race. And then we also have the marathon, which is the 300 mile race that goes from Duluth all the way up the North shore to Grand Portage. And yeah, I'm the vice president of the race. I do, I wear way too many hats. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of marketing. I do the social media for the race. Um, I help out with our sponsorship stuff that we are doing every year. I help out with a lot of community stuff and fundraising and event planning. And I could keep going on, but I won't. <laughs> So something piqued my interest there when you were talking about uh, John Beargrease and his role in the community back in the day. Do you happen to know, Brittany, how long ago that was? Was that uh, turn of the century time, meaning uh, turn of the last century, or was it uh, even earlier than that? Do you know? Oh, gosh, that is such a good question. I, I can't remember off the top of my head when he was born and when he passed, but I know it was in the 1800s. So a lot of history in that area. And if you've never had a chance to visit uh, the North Shore of Minnesota, pretty much where this this race is run, it is a unique spot in, in our country for sure, right there along uh, the banks of the uh, Lake Superior Great Lakes there. Uh, with that being said, Brittany, I know with you being a part of the, that race, that is some tough country up there, isn't it? Oh, 100%. I mean, we even have uh, mushers come down from from Canada and mushers come down from Alaska. And I talk to them after the race and ask them how to go. And they're just like, wow, the, the trail is hard. It's technical. The hills are hard. Uh, so sometimes people think races are easier in the lower 48 and not this one. I I've said for years, Brittany, that the, the bear grease is probably the toughest, uh, mid distance race in the lower 48. And, and I usually say that about the copper basin up here in Alaska, that's the toughest mid distance or at least 300 miler in Alaska, and it really prepares you for Iditarod. But the Bear Grease itself is also an Iditarod qualifier, and that holds some distinction because you've had a heck of a lot of big names running in the Bear Grease over the years, including our current Iditarod champ, Ryan Reddington, who typically enters this race, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ryan, yeah, he, like you said, just won the Iditarod. He has run Bear Grease several times. He himself, he didn't run it this year, uh, but he had two teams of his of his dogs in the race, and he had other drivers. Um, but yeah, we, we've had a ton of Iditarod mushers, Ryan Anderson, um, Wade Mars, like tons of guys and gals I could keep going. And you had mentioned, Brittany, that there is there are three races that occur over this same weekend. You mentioned a, a fun run with with forty, and then uh, the is it a hundred or a hundred and twenty uh, miler? Yeah, it's a hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty, and then you have the longer race itself. I remember back in the day when I lived there. I think it was still a five hundred mile race for the Bear Grease, but they've changed that several years ago. Is that right? 
Yeah, so there's been some variations with the marathon over the years. Um, it, it certainly used to be 500 miles. If you read older news articles, they refer to it as a 400-mile race. Um, but it is 300 right now. We've had people ask for it to go back up to 500. We've had people say, no, keep it at 300. So 300 seems to be the, the happy amount of miles and is working out for us right now. And as the VP, you deal a lot with the media and the sponsors and all that. And I would have to say the Bear Grease does a really bang up job with uh, their promotion of the race and just being able to tell that story from a news or a media perspective. And it's the way that it's sort of formatted, which is different than a lot of other races, especially up here in Alaska. Typically, if you have a larger race like the Copper Basin or the Willow 300 or or, or something like that, pretty much, unless you're in the know, if you're not in the mushing community, if you will, uh, you don't know a lot about it. You know, it, it, it happens and, you know, you read about it on social media, then it's over and it's sort of pushed aside. But one thing that you guys do very well is include the local community. And I remember saying on our preview show that you guys are just doing an awesome job at social media and your presence and you have auctions and pre-race uh, pre parties down on, you know, down there uh, in, in Duluth itself. You guys are doing awesome. What type of effort does that take? Because that's the behind the scenes stuff that, of course, a lot of mushers don't know anything about. Yeah, it, it takes, gosh, uh, an army of people, board of directors, volunteers, everybody to do all the behind the things. And yeah, sometimes I think maybe uh, the viewers or mushers or whomever is looking outside in, it's easy to forget how much goes on behind the scenes. And it's not just during race season. It, it's all year long. I joke that Bear Grease is my second full-time job that I don't get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's the passion for the sport that keeps me going. And we're really lucky that, that our race has this great history behind it. And, and that's what keeps um, us going and trying to educate the community about the race and about the land that we're racing on. And I think it has really helped us reach other people that aren't just in Minnesota and social media wise too my my goal has always been to have our social media be portrayed in a way that is inclusive especially for those that can't be there we want it to be an all immersive experience if you can't be there in person you know i am a huge hockey fan as well and and they say something about minnesota they say that minnesota is the state of hockey and hockey is huge there but i would argue that uh you guys have at least second billing maybe even first billing as as having the state of mushing and it really goes back to that promotion part of it and i'm thinking about another race that just started a couple of years ago i think it's called the lake minnetonka dog derby or something like that and it's down in your neck of the woods there in the Twin Cities. And they have really taken uh, a lot of what you do and, you know, bringing in a city environment. It's it's more of a sprint race than a distance race. 
but it brings out huge crowds just to be able to be a part of the race. And I know that that is a big part of what you guys do, especially at the, at the uh, start and, you know, all of that. You guys really want the community to be involved. What is difficult about doing that and, you know, bringing in a community that may or may not know about dog mushing, but has heard about it? How do you really wrap that in as, as the VP, especially on the media side? How do you tell that story uh, to people that may not know a lot about uh, the sport itself? Yeah, gosh, that, that is a great question. Um, and that's one of my goals is just trying to broadcast our race across Minnesota. And once we're able to do that, I want to expand that even more into the Midwest and just grow our audience as much as we can. And I talk about Bear Grease any chance I get, you know, I, I live in in the cities here and when I bring my dogs out for a walk I always get a comment of oh you, you your dog should be pulling you on a sled and that's my opportunity to say well have you ever heard of the bear grease um so I think that a challenge is um is that it, it, it's a long race and going from Duluth to Grand Portage is, is a long ways, uh, just even driving wise. So we really try to make it a North Shore experience. If you're coming from outside of Duluth or north of that. So if you're coming from the cities or you're coming from southern Minnesota, we really try to help people come to the North Shore, like, hey, come stay here. Here's some really great restaurants that are up here. Here's some other activities that you can do during the race as the race is going on between checkpoints and whatnot. Um, and we're also working on doing more fundraising events down here in the Twin Cities. Last November was our first, um, our first fundraiser in Minneapolis. And it was amazing. It was a really great way to share our event with a lot of people that have never heard of it, or they've probably never even heard of mushing either. So it was a really great event where we are able to educate the public. Um, we almost sold out of all of our merch. Um, so that's what we're trying to do is just trying to broadcast the event farther and farther each year. And I think one of the uh, key principles to what you guys do is you have a very good relationship with the local media. I remember when I lived up there and yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's very similar today is the local TV stations would run stories about the race. It was on every night on, on the local news. It wasn't just like a secondary thing up there. It was, you know, it was a big deal. It was, it was, it was like, uh, you know, the big football game on, on, on a particular weekend. It got a lot of coverage. Is it still like that today? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I, I volunteered like, Hey, I'll, I'll take over the media aspect of the race this year. And Holy moly. I had no idea it was going to be as much work as it was. I, I sign up for dog crews every year and a dog crew person is, you know, who helps bring each team to the start. And luckily I have a great dog crew team because I was pulled left and right 
doing interviews with the media and helping media get all the things that they needed to be able to go up the trail successfully. And we had our friends from Northern News Now there. We had PBS North there. We had WDIO. It so many other media outlets and I just have to give a huge shout out to them they are all fantastic to deal with to work with and they put out great coverage and stories about the race and them too they're the ones who are really helping get our name out there more and more so that leads me to my next subject and, and it's and I hope I don't put you on the spot too much here but I think it's definitely a story that needs to be told because we talked about it during our uh, race coverage of the Bear Grease, where we said that you guys are doing it right and you guys are sort of the role model or uh, the mold that a lot of races should follow. And we were talking at that time about the Iditarod. And the Iditarod is very closed in terms of, of telling the story. They want their story to be told, uh, you know, with their insider package and that sort of thing. They have you know, relationships with the media, but not nearly like you guys do. And, and it's you know, a very similar race in terms of format and terrain and all that. What could, what could they do different? Uh, if I had to ask, what could a race like Iditarod do different to, to, to harness the, the story part of it uh, to folks that don't know anything about it? And I ask you that because you said you guys did a fundraiser down in the cities and there are people that had no idea about the Bear Grease and maybe not even know about mushing. So I guess if we could sort of broaden the lens a little bit, how can bigger races, you know, Bear Grease, Race to the Sky, UP 200, et cetera, how could bigger races tell a better story? Because I think you guys are, are doing it on point. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, gosh, to answer that question, I, I would say maybe just be authentic as you can and make your outsiders feel like insiders even if they aren't like an official insider and maybe if they're they're brand new to mushing and they're just learning you know make them feel like they belong not that you know they don't but i think that's really what's worked out for us is trying to share the race whether it's via our social media channels or if it's via the media channels that we work with just making it feel like an inclusive experience, you know, like I said, even if you're not there and, and making it authentic, that's a really great feedback that we got this year is that we made the race authentic and it really felt like you were there. And that's something that we're going to keep striving for and keep making better each year. So if, if any race can just make it feel like you're there, then you're on the right track here here and that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to introduce people all over the world to a sport that a lot of people know a little bit about whether they know about balto or you know they did a rod or whatever they just don't know uh the passion and you know the story if you will uh, of this amazing sport and i know that you're a dog musher as well and i guess i have one final question for you uh, Brittany, and that is as a musher, as the VP of the Bear Grease, as somebody that has their boots on the ground, if you will, uh, a big portion of the year with the race and, of course, having your own hands full with your own dogs, 
what do you think is is the the future of of uh, the sport of mushing? Maybe not just the bear grease, but on a wider uh, lens. What do you think uh, it's going to happen over the next few years with our sport? Yeah, gosh, that's a, that's a great question too, and I, I honestly think of it a lot. Um, gosh, what I would have to say is, in terms of this crazy world that we live in, and inflation just going up and up and up and and really no sign of coming down yet um if if things are to remain current state for for years to come i envision that there might be more and more mushers doing maybe 120 races to like 200 races um i I feel like maybe more mushers are going to start doing that just because I feel like having really large kennels just might be hard to keep sustainable as we keep living in a world that's so expensive. Um, I think it would be really challenging to keep a, a large, large sled dog kennel going. So I don't know. I kind of predict that we'll see more mushers doing your 100, 200 mile races. I like it. I love that perspective as well. So to end the show here, Brittany, can you give a shout out to number one, how folks can follow the Bear Grease? Where's the best place on social? Is it Instagram or Facebook or or your own website or whatever? And then finally, how can people connect with you personally on your own pages or website or whatever? Sure. Yeah. So we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram. Uh, Our website, we have done so much hard work on that behind the scenes. It is a plethora of knowledge. It has everything you can think of in terms of information. If you need to reach out to me about anything Bear Grease, my email is vicepresident at beargrease.com pretty simple and then me personally uh you can follow me on instagram or on facebook at the north pause wilderness there you have it guys Brittany north is our guest today the vice president of the john bear grease marathon in northern minnesota thank you very much for your time and on behalf of my guest today this is robert for mushing radio we will see you guys next time goodbye From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your hosts are Alex Stein and Robert Forto. Our producer is Robert Forto, created for Dog Works Radio.